Frog Gaming Podcast. You are joined by your usual hosts here, uh, Tom Mannering and myself, Josh Hart. Tom has like a sort of a smirk as as crossing. What have I done? It's just you you, you, you you switch on like you're very good in a way, but it just always makes me <laughs> chuckle. Where like we were talking before you, you started recording, and you were very sort of you know quite quiet and and freak for you anyway, and. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> And, you know, you weren't very engaged, and then it's like, right, we're recording. I was like, hello! <laughs> it's just like, whoa. Well, yeah. <laughs> you would just know. turn it's... that up. I, like, I, I was kind of thinking about this the other day, right? Having, like, our online versions of ourselves. Bear with me. This is going to be a little rambly. But, okay. Um, I, I kind of, when we're recording the podcast, um, it's not like I'm being a completely different person. But yeah, I think I do like make a conscious effort to like crank myself up to eleven. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, so it just kind of got me thinking, like, with other content creators out there, like, do they do the same, or are they like completely different people to who they present themselves to be? I don't know. It's interesting because I, I think I, I I've noticed it with you a bit as well. Like you will, you. You you will save your uh, extra mean bullying for when we're recording. That's fair. No, that is fair. I suppose. I think. Yeah. I think a lot of. I I don't want to liken us to like you know famous comedians and things, but I think a lot of entertainers have a sort of a switched on yeah. version. Um, and I mean, there are certainly people out there who present a persona when they're they're doing things, and and yeah, there is a degree of that. You know, I I don't constantly bully Josh. Uh, he does still. Still do a little bit. You can uh, stop sending your letters of concern to me. <laughs> I still take the odd pot shot, but yeah, I probably it up a bit for uh, for a short time. I, I I do have a habit of like just leaving open goals for for people. So it's true. It's very true. I, I, I've got to learn one of these days. Um, ha- tangent aside, how are you this week? I'm okay. I'm okay. I've. Um... I've not been feeling great this week, um, so I've not done a lot. Uh, I've had a bit of a, a bit of a bug, I think, mm. uh, which knocked me on my arse for a few days. Um, I'm, I've, I've sort of had those. Do you know when you're not feeling great and like you have those moments though where you you feel a little bit better and you get yeah. really excited about it, and then it turns out like you kind of get the rug pulled from under you and you feel crap again. I've had a bit I... of that. Yeah, my experience, see, whenever I'm ill, like, the last time I was seriously ill was a couple of Christmases ago, and I had literally the worst cold I have ever had in my life. Like, couldn't breathe through my nose at all. Mm. I was so, my sinuses were so bunged up that when I woke up, like, I had gunk just coming out of my eyes. Um, and, like, I just threw out it feeling I will never, ever take breathing normally for granted ever again <laughs> and uh, of course i forget about that experience now and now now i'm back to normal like the slightest inconvenience that happens in my day i'll throw a tantrum <laughs> so yep i'm i'm very much like that i i do not handle being sick well at all like i am Aww. probably one of the most pathetic ill people in the history of ill people like mm-hmm. i 
I I immediately start like worst case scenario in my head. Like I'll I'll you know I, I got ill once when I was like in my very early twenties, and I was I was quite ill. Um, mm-hmm. I I was very I couldn't I could barely move. I had a very bad like flu type thing, and a couple of my friends sort of came up to see me at kind of distance. You know they kind of yeah. came in and and stood on the other side of the room sort of thing, uh, just in case it was infectious. <laughs> and I was quite like I, I wasn't delusional but i wasn't like entirely lucid either yeah (laughs) and i remember like talking to them and and they did wind me up about it for a while afterwards as well because i was basically kind of like giving my last willing testament you know it's like it's fairly (laughs) fairly hale and and hearty 20 odd year old you know who, who just had a bad flu uh, but it's kind of like you know this is you know horatio you know dearly beloved yeah <laughs> if you are reading this <laughs> i have sadly passed away and i'm i still i still have a bit of that to this day like i just mm-hmm. i do not take being being ill and i think the internet just makes things worse you know oh uh, never google your symptoms yeah like because it'll I've just stopped. tell you that you're gonna die yeah it's right. just red flags you know everywhere you're just like it legitimately has given me a panic attack the the one and only mm. panic attack i've ever had was because i googled symptoms on the internet so do not do that it must be so irritating for doctors as well like when someone's in their practice and and they're just saying oh it's probably just a, well i googled it and it said i'm dying yeah and they're like well i'm the, i i'm saying this from like a, a sort of weird uh point of sympathy because working in banking i get customers telling me all the time how i should be doing my job yeah uh, and I, I it pisses me off beyond belief so <laughs> um, uh, everyone suddenly like has these skills don't they when they when they're talking to oh, someone yeah. in the profession you know um but yeah it's it just it gives me a chuckle i did have complete tangents here but i did have a thing where i went to the doctors once though and i was I was talking about something to them and the doctor's kind of nodding along and I said, so so what do you think it is? And she kind of looks at me and she's like, mm, not really sure. And she just like turns and gets a book out and like starts kind of flicking through this book, like almost like looking it up kind of thing. And I was like, okay. I know like my rational mind knows that you as a person cannot know everything, but you really don't want a doctor flicking through a manual when you're like in there with something like, oh, it could be this or it could be yeah. this, you know, kind of thing. That always kind of made me laugh. Uh, just like, I'll just get out my How to Doctor book, you know, just double check. Yeah, and it, um, it, yeah that, that's a weird one because, like, see, I'm putting that situation like all the time, but I, I normally just like throw my hands up and I'll just say, sorry, Mr. Customer, off the top of my head, I do not know, but there mm. are smarter people in the bank than me, so I'll go speak to them. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So, uh, on on that note, how are you? I'm all right. Yeah, I'm good. I had um, I had a good night last night uh, playing uh, Magic the Gathering uh, with the uh, guys from Geekaboo. Uh, playing the Strixhaven, a little Strixhaven online pre-release. That was fun, so we'll, we'll, we'll chat about that a little later. Um, I can't mind, did I mention this last week? So the the flat above me is sold, right? Mm-hmm. It's been, it was on sale, and they had viewings, um, not not week just gone, but week before, right? And uh, the, the, it's uh, the case where they've got like multiple people coming in and out, like uh, in a like sort of big block viewing, right? And mm-hmm. you know, I can hear people in the garden chatting away, which is fine. I'm just here working away at my computer, 
I like uh, finish doing what I'm doing. And I idly look out my window, and there's a dude just staring at me, like just. And I'm not like. My garden's not like that big. It's a shared garden, by the way. That's why they're in the uh, the back. That that in it. That's not the weird thing. The weird thing is it wasn't like just stood like in the middle distance, and he happened to like look in my window when I happened to look out. He was stood right at my window, staring at me. And I'm like, all right, buddy. Uh, I just waved at him and he waved back at me and then ran. <laughs> that's was, really creepy. Like, that's horror really movie weird. stuff. I mean, well, so the thing is, like, I, I, I get it. Like, if you're walking past, uh, like, buildings and, uh, and you know, the curtains are open, sometimes you'll glance in and just mm-hmm. like, oh, I wonder what their living room's like, you know. But I, I, like, I don't just, do that. I've, I've never been like, I wonder you what your have, living room looks like. When you're walking down a street past a row of houses, do you not occasionally, like, just look in the window? I'll occasionally, like, glance in, but it's just sort of, I'm glancing around my surroundings and things, but okay. I'm not looking yeah. in, like, I wonder what your living room looks yeah. like. That's a All right. maybe voyeuristic. I'm, maybe I'm, well, I'm, maybe I'm, Hey, I mean, it, it, it's it's not that weird. Um, <laughs> but this guy was staring at me, and yeah, that's that is weird. weird. I mean, yeah. that is super weird. That's like that's creepy. Like that is properly like we we used to have that when I when I lived with my mum back back down mm. south, and like we had a we had quite a big garden out front, um, and our neighbours our next door neighbours used to like come across and like they'd mm-hmm. walk past our front window to get to the front door because it could just like they didn't have to go all the way around yeah and i remember like once um one of them like knocked on the window and like my mum wasn't in and it was quite late at night and like then just like looked in to see i think they were seeing if like my parents were still up or something i don't know yeah but it gave me the fright of my life like you're just sitting in the living room watching tv and there's just yeah, like mind, mind your own business yeah and someone like staring at you from the darkness you know kind of, and this is burnley so it's probably tipping it down just for a bit more atmospheric yeah. effect as well and i'm just like sitting in a chair just like oh my god this is it this is how i die <laughs> <laughs> dearly beloved <laughs> it's happening again <laughs> right yeah will we will we move off um imaginary scenarios of your demise and uh that could be a fun episode but yeah let's let's uh, get back on track yeah news tabletop gaming news what's been going on in the last week uh i think the biggest thing was we've had a bit of an announcement from gen con about how they're gonna be going about things later this year so uh the key things uh, from this are he says as he gets their press release open uh (laughs) Uh, so, uh, basically, uh, they're pu- first of all, they're pushing Gen Con back to the weekend of se- uh, September 16th through to the 19th. Uh, they are still going to run Gen Con in Indianapolis. However, they're calling it Gen Con Indy, and it's going to be a reduced capacity um, uh, event. I, I, I can't find anywhere on the article that st- uh, on their sort of press release that states you know how much they're limiting capacity to but bear yeah. in mind Gen Con is I think it's the biggest in the world right it's bigger than Spiel in Essen isn't it yeah definitely yeah. it's massive so, I mean, like, normally the, anyway there are tens of thousands of people normally attend so it's going to be I, I imagine it will be significantly reduced in order to uh, maintain social distancing and uh, 
and the like. Uh, they are also going to be running a portion of their con online. This is going to be called Gen Con Online. And similarly to what we saw last year with the likes of UK Games Expo, this is going to be things like seminars and uh, online games that you can pick up uh, with, with other people. Um, and live streaming of, you know, playing some games as well. And then finally, I think this is quite a neat idea, but it's, and it's a shame it's only happening in the States. Uh, they have a pop-up Gen Con, which is basically they are working with a number of publishers and uh, they're going to be hosting convention-like experiences in a number of uh, friendly local gaming stores across the States over that okay. weekend as well. Uh, assuming that everything goes to plan and it is safe to do so, of course. Mm. Um, I really like that last... Like I said, I'm, I'm kind of like, oh, it's a shame it's not, none of it's happening in the UK. But, um, but yeah, I think that's like a neat idea because even during like pre-COVID times, I think that would be a good thing to do because, you know, not everyone can make it out to um, a convention for like any number of reasons. Uh, so it means the convention comes to you a little bit. I mean, especially in the states as well. You know, it's it, if you're an outside of the immediate state that it's happening in, you know, that's effectively like traveling across the entirety of the UK in a lot of cases to kind of mm -hmm. get from out of state to something um, because it's it's so massive. You know, it's like if we have a convention in Scotland, people will come up from London because it's not that difficult, and, yeah. and vice versa. You know, we we've traveled down to southern England for for conventions, but when you know you're going cross state it's such a distance to go um you know for such a i always event. i always like kind of need to remind myself like the size of the united states like the state of florida is bigger than the united kingdom which just seems mad to me yeah <laughs> like um so you know you're, you're talking like vast amounts of uh of uh, distance I find it mad that people drive like cross state over there. That seems to be a pretty normal thing. Like spent like going on like a twelve-hour road trip to get to somewhere, just which seems insane to me. But I mean, there are, there are times that they do it for, like across days. You know, multiple days yeah. they spend in a car. You know, they'll stop off at motels or whatever and 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 drive across. It's it's crazy. Like you know, if you think you could pretty much get from one end of the UK to the other in less than 24 hours you know in a car yeah. quite comfortably um, I mean I, I did it once we went from, from Glasgow down to London and we did that as an overnight but that was mainly because we got stuck in traffic mm -hmm. <laughs> that we, we were going to stay in London but we ended up having to spend like the first night on the motorway which yeah. was a bit, a bit rough but you imagine doing that like over the course of like 3 or 4 days you know just to get one way as well no Mental. thank you yeah <laughs> I'm, and I get like people love driving, and I get like people love road trips. Um, I, I like getting to the destination, but um, the the car journey itself or the bus journey itself, I am uh, less than enthusiastic about. I used to really like uh, road trips of any any sort, mm. um, like getting a few of your mates in a car and going somewhere. Like an even it was like six, seven, eight hour drive. You know, it was just a lot of fun, a lot of banter, you know, stopping off and things like that. Not so much these days, but, but back when I was younger, definitely I loved I loved yeah. a good road trip. Um I don't know if I'd if I'd want to do it for a board gaming convention. Um <laughs> not not to besmirch the good the good name of board gaming conventions. Uh but I think they're quite tiring experiences before yes. you even get to the 
the location and and as we well know board gaming conventions can be knackering they are they're great fun but i'm exhausted at the end of them mm. like um my my preferred mode of travel is train always mm-hmm. train just nice comfortable i can get up and walk and i can go buy some food and drinks and stuff so yeah yeah my, i'd agree with that definitely yeah. but um gen con um i will make a point of going to it at some point um obviously when when we're allowed to do all of this stuff again um i, th- I kind of I th- the thing that i would have preferred to do though is probably um the las vegas open for just because i really like warhammer and that's what that's focused on and i kind of want to go i'd rather i'd rather go to vegas than chicago um you know i know jane con's in indianapolis but like they are right next door to each other, so it would be a holiday to Chicago with Gen Con. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I think definitely a, a holiday in Vegas. You know, going to Vegas for a board like a, a Warhammer event strikes me as a bit surreal. You know, you're there with all these like <laughs> wild parties and massive gambling trips and all well, this lot. And- well, so Ben Ben has been over to uh, the uh, to Vegas. He ha- his uncle lives over there, right. so he's been a couple of times. He says, it, and he says it. It's actually not like that. It's right. quite um, Ve- Vegas is quite uh, actually quite tame if you just stick to the strip. There's some seedy as all hell stuff if you go off strip, but uh, I'm not planning on doing any of that. Maybe we could do a Vegas trip, Tom. After <laughs> the New York trip, we keep saying. I'm not. I'm not sure that's a good plan for me. I don't. Vegas no? does not you don't gel fancy well. Vegas? With, no, I have quite an addictive personality. And <laughs> Vegas strikes me as the kind of place that could could be very dangerous for a man like hit, me. <laughs> hit you in all the vices. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> you know, I'd just be a ruined mess after one weekend. I mean, you know, <laughs> it'd be fun though <laughs> for you. Maybe. <laughs> Not for me. It'd be a bit of a dearly beloved situation all <laughs> over again. Uh, I'm naming the episode Dearly Beloved. <laughs> Alright, <laughs> right, uh, moving on. Moving on. Uh, we've got another couple of things from Games Workshop. Uh, uh, Bellacore is up for pre-order. Uh, the humongous new Bellacore model who looks great, to be fair. Um, I'm not pre-ordering him because he's not like falling into any of the armies I'm collecting, but he looks sweet. So it's also not uh, he's he's sold out as well. Well, funny you should say that because this kind of ties in with the sort of big announcement from Games Workshop on on. Uh, so this is on Monday nineteenth. They had put out a, a release, a press release, just saying. Uh, they're going to be pushing back their release schedule uh, that they had planned. Um, I'm going to quote directly from the article. Uh, it's still a pretty weird time for anyone making physical products and shipping them around the globe. There are loads of fantastic things on the way over the next few months, but we have to make some changes to when the next batch of incredible Warhammer releases come out, and we wanted to keep you up to date with everything that's going on. Uh, everyone at Games Workshop is working really hard to get uh, all of your orders to you in good time so that you can continue to enjoy your Warhammer hobby Um, with this in mind over the next couple of weeks there will be a short pause 
where we'll have no new pre-orders. Have no fear though, new releases will be coming your way before you know it. Um, did, does this surprise you at all? No. Uh, no. If anything, I'm more surprised it hasn't happened sooner. Yeah. Um, I, we've, we've discussed at length the issues over some of their recent releases, which is a shame because all of them look like fantastic products. Um but they've, they've they've been tarnished because they haven't been able to uh, meet the demand mm-hmm. for it uh, for for whatever reason. I I suspect you know they'll have had to have implemented social distancing in their factory in Nottingham. Uh, there'll be all sorts of logistical issues still going on as a consequence of COVID as well. Lord knows all the logistics companies are busier than they've ever been right now uh, because of like the increase in online shopping etc so um yeah uh, i i think it's good that they you know they've actually put out an announcement um for this i, I kind of wish they'd done it sooner because then we wouldn't have had some of the chaos and some of the feel bads from from the likes of uh cursed city um, but i get the feeling that they have been trying to to hold off as long as they possibly can of course yeah yeah and you know they'll they'll have had when when covid hit they would have had like a backlog of things ready to go mm-hmm. you can imagine that they've kind of set up in advance um mm-hmm. and that's probably get you know that margin of, of availability has been getting smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller uh and they probably just hit a point you know straw that's brought the camels back that they've just said we need to take a break because otherwise we're gonna you know we're gonna we're gonna fall apart of the seams yeah uh yeah well um anyway i hope to be fair i hope people in like working that i'm wondering what kind of environment it's like at the moment i imagine it's uh a pretty stressful time for those guys so um but i don't uh, i don't envy anyone that works in in these sort of warehouse facilities under under covid you know whether it's games workshop or amazon or Mm. Or similar, and you know, you get a lot of like Amazon putting out these feel good, you know, videos. I don't know if you've seen them, where it's like, you know, Jeff was a hairdresser prior to COVID, but his business was shut down, and now he works at Amazon. And Jeff's giving you know the two thumbs up, like, yeah. I love Amazon, and I'm like, Jeff's got a gun to his head, yeah, and there is no <laughs> way he's that happy. You know, his his self employment's been pulled out from under him, and he's he's had to go and work, and, and not to besmirch anyone that works in a warehouse. But you know, if if you've got your own business that you've probably worked on for God knows how long, yeah. and then the rug gets pulled out from under you by a situation outside of you know anyone's control, um, and you have to go and you know sort of sit in tight quarters in the middle of a pandemic, that can't be a fun a fun place to be at. I don't think anyone grows up wanting to work for Amazon. (laughs) I can picture someone, someone's dream job being like owning their own like barber, yeah, barber shop, but um, or hairdressing salon. But I cannot picture anyone being too happy about working for Amazon. Although saying that, do you remember? I don't know if you did. You ever do like the kind of career days at primary school? And stuff oh like yes. You'd, you'd like dress up as what you were going to be and like get up in front of like the school. And, oh, like, I never did that. Oh, did you know? We did. Oh, that. did you dress up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we, when I was at primary school, we had a, a sort of a career career day, mm-hmm. um, where we all like went up on the stage and you spoke about what you wanted to be and why you wanted to be it. But you put like a you put an outfit on, and mine was an ice cream man. Uh, yes like I wanted to be an ice cream man uh, and I had like a little like fake ice cream with like I don't know like 
balls of fluff in it yeah. and stuff to to make it in a little like lab coat for some reason like because <laughs> it was like well, a white wear, coat they, yeah, traditionally they wear white coats did you not have the hat i don't remember i might have had a hat it was a very long time ago um <laughs> but yeah i remember going up but i remember like some of the aspirations because kids don't have any like appreciation of like you know what what money you get things like, i don't care about that they mm-hmm. want to do something it looks cool so you get people who be like you know i want to be a garbage man and i want to be a poster worker and i want to do these things which are fine jobs to be honest but again they actually, they're, they're actually pretty well paid jobs yeah but they're not glamorous yeah. right like, no I, I don't think any garbage man's like you know <laughs> i'm on the red carpet you know ritzing yeah. it up um and yeah it's, I, I like that that innocence of, of childhood is is great because i would never be an ice cream man um, like that—that that would be Aww. the worst job for me. But as a kid, you were just like, I'm disappointed. I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying the mental picture of you driving around in an ice cream van. It's—I mean—it's tragic irony. I'm lactose intolerant, you know, just <laughs> <laughs> giving people the one thing I can't have. <laughs> Don't lie. You eat ice. I've seen you eat ice cream anyway. This is—it's like the, I, I saw like a meme on the internet, and it's all of these people who have like intolerances for things, and like people who are gluten intolerant. Oh, I, I can't eat any bread at all. It's, it's, uh, and then it had lactose intolerant people give me all the pizza and all the ice cream. I don't care. <laughs> right? Yeah, I, I think I probably speak for a lot of lactose intolerance people when I say like it, it's a horrible after effect, but sometimes it's just worth it. You know, in the heat of the moment, you're just like, <laughs> I'll take the hit. You you regret it. You know, within within twelve hours, you're going to regret that. But you take the hit. Is there, is right? Is there lactose free ice cream? And if so, is it is it just miserable? There is. Um, there's quite a few. Uh, it's like your vegan ice creams and things like that tend to sure. be lactose free, obviously. Um, and they're actually not that bad. Um, okay, okay. I I have had a lot of like lactose free pizzas, lactose free ice cream, you know, lactose free chocolate. Um, your your mileage varies, right? Mm-hmm. Like some some are not great, but like some of them are quite nice. I quite like the the lactose free Ben and Jerry's. Um, there's a a place in Glasgow called Pizza Punks that does really nice lactose free pizza yeah, right, as well. Yeah. But I mean, there's still like a lot of places don't do, you know, lactose free products you know like yeah even like your your big pizza chains like Domino's and pizza Hut have only really quite recently started getting stuff like that on the menu mm-hmm. it is a bit disappointing to be honest like the lactose free <laughs> Domino's is it's, it's fine but like this is like this is sadness yeah it's like you get it and you're like oh, it's it's like a, a, a you know a facsimile of something that would be enjoyable you know it's like a, a photocopy yeah, of a photocopy you're, of a photocopy you're like jeff you're like jeff working for amazon now yeah <laughs> pretty like, much. I, I love my lactose free pizza hey. i'm so glad i've got this two thumbs up <laughs> wouldn't rather be having the real thing <laughs> oh dear um right we, we went off piste a little there but uh uh, back back on track, back on track. Uh, that that covers us, uh, covers us really for like big news. So I think gaming wise, like the big thing that I got up to uh, was last night. I had my pre-release for uh, Strixhaven, the new set for Magic: The Gathering. Have you have you looked at any of it at all? I've seen a little bit of the art uh, mm-hmm. for it, and I've seen a couple of cards, very much out of context. Uh, why, why don't you tell our non-Magic listeners and myself in this instance what Strixhaven is? Like, what, sure. What's the set about? 
Yeah, so Strixhaven is a school for uh, wizards to attend. Uh, a very Harry, po- Harry Potter adjacent, definitely. Although they've tried to go for a more like more of a American college vibe to it, okay. rather than like a high school. Um, so the uh, the school of Strixhaven is split into five colleges. I covered this off in a previous episode, but they are Lawhaven, who are red and white, uh, Silverquill, which are black and white. You have the Prismari College, which are red and blue. You've got Witherbloom, which is green and black. And you have um, Quandrix, which is uh, green and blue. And for pre-release, uh, and they haven't done this in a long time, but for pre- they, they came out with different types of pre-release kits to buy, depending on which college you wanted to go to. Okay. So I decided I was going to attend Quandrix, because they're... Their thing is uh, mathematics and nature. Um, Nerd. <laughs> yeah, shut up. <laughs> I, w- I went, so it, go back and listen to the episode that Charlotte's in when we talk about this because I, I give like the sort of high level view of what each college's identity is. And as soon, I, I, I did Quandrix last. And I said, Quandrix, uh, they're math nerds. And then Charlotte just went, that's your college, Josh. No, no, th- at least think about it. At least at least pretend that I might have ended up in something else. Something cool. Yeah. <laughs> like, they're, the, they're, Jay, the, they're hey. the wizards that get, like, locked in lockers and stuff, aren't they, you know? Just <laughs> uh, the art for them is a lot of guy with gla- gla- uh, guys and girls with glasses. <laughs> so, um, yep. but they're cool. They're cool. They, they're 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 hopeful, puff. I guess. Now, to be, so to be fair, I, and we were talking about this last night a little bit, and they, uh, I think one of the good things they did was they didn't make any of these colleges like sort of direct analogs of the mm-hmm. four um, houses in Harry Potter, because that definitely would have been a bit too on the nose. Mm-hmm. Um, so though, no, it, because it's blue and green, your your thing is drawing cards. Ramping, so like playing more lands uh, faster, and then playing like a big dumb creature to win the game. And I ended up uh, winning the whole thing. I won all three of my matches. Uh, my <laughs> deck, yeah, humble brag, humble brag. Uh, my deck, I'm the pool of cards I opened was insane. Right. Uh, almost every single rare I opened in my packs were in the right colors for me. So. That's really good. It, it wasn't even a decision building the deck. It was just like, right, well, I've got all of these awesome cards and I'm just going to play them. One of the things I really like about Strixhaven, though, is um, that one card in each pack is not from the main set. They have done this thing called the Mystical Archives and they've gone through Magic's history and reprinted a bunch of um, spells from okay. previous sets. So I got so so it means I've got and they're, they're really nice alternative arts. I'll, 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 dear listener, you cannot see this, but I'm showing Tom on my webcam my okay. really nice growth spiral that I was playing with last night. Some of the art is gorgeous. Some of the art though is trash. Yeah. Uh, for the, I am going to show you. Now, in fact, I want to. I want you right now, Tom, to Google "faithless looting mystical archives." And we're going to listen to your reaction as you see it. 
dramatic effect. Yes. What's it called? Faithless looting. Faithless looting. Mystical archives. Yeah. You can uh, Google along with us, listeners. Yep. Uh, mystical archives. Okay. What? <laughs> what is that? That's oh, that's bad. I don't know what they were thinking. It's like a weird. It's like there's two different styles of, even maybe three different styles of like art together on like that. That looks. It looks like a photo that someone's like painted over. I think it is. It's, it just it, it. It's so weird for a Magic the Gathering card. It's terrible. Like the. The, the sort of stained glass window in the background is, is fine. It's passable. Mm-hmm. But then, like, the, the the sort of photorealistic person with, like, this a, a dress, I think, kind of painted over their torso, and then this sort of hood with really bad, like, shadowing on the eyes. It yeah. looks like a fifth grader painted it. And then, like, the way they're holding... What is... I mean, what does that even represent? I have What's no that idea. got to do with faithless looting? It's I have no idea. <laughs> that is that is terrible. That's that's not good at all. That's very strange. Which is weird because I've just scrolled. I, I've literally just scrolled over just to like see what other ones there were, and they look really nice. Like the dark rituals, really nice. There's one called Sign in Blood, which is really really nice. Yeah, um, I I opened. Um, some of the ones I opened, I got Inquisition of Kozilek, which is a really nice old art for it. So I'm, I'm definitely, ke- I'm probably keeping hold of all of them, to be honest, mm. to like put in my cube. So um, yeah, I, I, overall, it's a really nice touch because, I, and they've done it so that it doesn't replace like whatever rare you got as well, right? Okay. So you've you've got a chance of like you'll you'll get your normal rare or mythic, and then you've got a chance of getting like a really cool card. Um, in in the mystical archive slot as well, so I thought that was okay. a nice touch. Uh, in law, like in the law, the mystical archive is the school's library. Mm, so that makes sense. I, it's that I just again I thought that was a nice touch because it it's you going to the school and going into the library to find like an old spell, which I thought was neat. That's cool. But, where's uh, it? Where's it set in like the magic cosmologies? It's they have created or... a new plane for it. it the plane okay. is not called Strixhaven. If you bear with me, I'm gonna find one of my cards because it's actually printed on the flavor text for the card. Okay. But it's a brand new plane. We've never been to it before in okay. any of the sets. So it is. Uh, da, 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 da. No, it's not on that flavor test the text that I thought it was. Well, this just uh, th- this this has gone terribly. I will just have to Google it. Ah, <laughs> oh, perfect, perfect listening material. Yeah, let, are you ready for Josh's loud typing? Go for it. Yeah, hold on. Um, we are nothing if not professional here at the uh, Unlucky Frog. I've got Ar- Arcavius. Is that right? Yeah, there we go, Arcavius. I'm not sure if we're pronouncing that correct, folks, but uh, comment comment below if you think we're idiots. <laughs> Related to this or otherwise. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, I had, had a lot of fun with it, and I've 
Uh, I've got the itch back for Magic the Gathering now. I've been playing a lot more on Arena. So, what does that make you laugh? It's because you say I've got I've got the itch back, and I was going to say you should probably see a doctor about that, but you, uh, you quickly you quickly uh, added in for Magic. So, is this uh, is this like a, a multiple set, or is it just like one of those ones where it's just like one set? It'll just be one set because the next set that gets released in the summer is Adventures in the Forgotten Realms. Oh. Yay. So yeah, we've got our Dungeons and Dragons set. Um, I will be getting that one definitely. Yeah. And that I right. So we talked about universes uh, beyond earlier in the year when that first got announced. So this is the um, they're they're doing products that are tied to other IPs and the ones they've announced so far: Lord of the Rings and um, Warhammer Forty Thousand, which is really jarring for um, Magic: The Gathering. I am starting to warm a little to it you stop no, Tom, Tom, you Tom's stop just... it <laughs> you stop I will I will get in a taxi I will break lockdown I'll come to your house and I will slap you right, this is not some, like Lord of the Rings mm, okay baby you're stretching it a bit but war I'm a 40k come on it's a cash in it's a blatant yeah, cash oh. grab don't get me wrong, it is. I think the thing that annoys me, though, is the fact that all these cards are going to be legal in Commander and all the Legacy, sorry, the Evergreen formats. Mm-hmm. I, I think if they did it and just said, oh, these are their own thing, like, they're not going to be legal in all other formats, so this is just a cool thing for people to collect if you want to have it. A bit I'd like told... Unglued. Yeah, exactly. Or, or like... Um, yeah, like it, it, like the silver boarded cards from mm-hmm. them, or like alt art cards, like the Godzilla cards. I still think the Godzilla cards were a bit dumb, but you know, it, it, you didn't have to play with them. Like, um, if they'd done that, I would be totally fine with it. Mm-hmm. But because they haven't, it, I, I still think, oh, I don't want to. I don't. I, th- I don't know. Like, I I I don't like the idea of sort of like playing a Typhus deck across the, the, the table from me. Yeah, I just think it's going to... like I, I love crossovers. Like Don't get me wrong. I actually really like when settings cross over with each other. Um, mm-hmm. And I like the kind of what-if ideology of it, right? And like it on the one hand, you know, a, a, a space marine force led by Marnius Calgar going up against Aragorn and the Hobbits is kind of cool, but not really. Like, it's... <laughs> It's it's one of those like weird playground arguments, you know, like oh, Aragorn could easily beat Marnius Calgar, you know. It's just like it's it's dumb. It's it doesn't even bear thinking about. It's it's mm-hmm. you know it's it's stupid for the sake of it. And and if you were having just like a silly, you know, oh, let's just have a laugh, boys. Like play whatever deck you want. You know, you could bring your Walking Dead, your Space Marines, your D and D party. You know, your Magic Wizards. All that, all that jazz, and we'll just have a big throwdown for a, for a Saturday afternoon with some beers. Fine, right? That's mm-hmm. that's okay. But like, if you actually go to like any sort of proper event, which Commander can be, mm-hmm. and you just rock, start rocking Space Marines into your deck, like what is like what is going on? Like that's you're breaking the the sort of the, the is it verisimilitude? I think is the word I'm looking for. Like the no just, idea. <laughs> just the kind of like, how am I supposed to take this even remotely seriously? And I get yeah. it's a card game with magic and things, but like, come on, like have a bit of like focus. I think what might happen is I I wonder if the commander committee because that's not 
Um, it, Commander is the only format that is not strictly speaking controlled by Wizards of the Coast. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's like a community that decide make decisions on what to ban and uh, and rules decisions and the like. I have a suspicion that they might ban well not ban the universes beyond cards i think they might create a parallel format i think they might say okay you've got regular commander and then you've got commander where universes beyond is legal Mm -hmm. um i think that would be i i kind of hope they do that because i think that would be um a good a good way of dealing with it Mm -hmm. um commander is really the only format that i care about for this because I, I don't play legacy or vintage so mm. I'm, I'm not bothered i'm not like i have really weird a, a weird feeling about commando because on paper i really like it i think it's mm. a really cool format i like that you've got this kind of legendary hero like leading a thematic deck you know of, of similar things yeah uh, and you know you get to have these big monsters and these big kind of you know epic you know punch down fights and stuff mm-hmm. i think that's really cool what I found though that that's the on paper. When you play it in practice, it's six guys sat around a table or, or girls, and they are just throwing down these ridiculous like um, unbroken combos, you know, and stuff like that. And I'm like, can we not like can we like can we play the game like in the spirit of the game rather than abusing? card mechanics yeah, I, I think like any, like most of these games uh, there's a little bit of a social contract you need to kind of understand all right what are we bringing to the table and mm-hmm. um, so we, we, when we were we had a phone call earlier this uh, earlier this week we were talking about um playing warhammer 40k mm-hmm. again I, and i made the point of like saying well you know your gene stealer cults haven't got the new codex yet so they're underpowered so i don't know what i could do to like weaken the power of my like the armies that i have because they all have new codices uh so that it's actually an interesting game and i think you should be doing the same with commando right like Mm -hmm. you kind of need to understand okay how insanely competitive uh are we taking this are we just you know here's a bunch of random cards that I like, or have we actually got like combos and synergies and the like? Um, but see, that's the thing. Like, I've, I've, I've done that, and I've set up like commander games. And I must admit, it's been with people that like, I'm not really close friends with. It's people I kind of know. Mm-hmm. And I'll say, like, can we just have like a, a fun game? Like, nothing stupid. And then like mid-game, someone throws down like a, an infinite combo. And I'm like, what part of like fun game? And like, oh, but it's easily counterable. And I'm like, yes, if someone has a counter in place <laughs> to deal with it, which we don't because we agreed no one's playing blue because blue sucks, right? Like, it's just, <laughs> like it's so frustrating. Like I, that, that's the kind of thing that gets on my on my wick. Like, and I must admit, like I I have been I have slagged blue to the to the hill. But even I have like in my collection a, a blue deck now because I, I got the kind of the the, the fight fire with fire right. I'd like it. It can be fun, right? Like yeah. it's you fe- you feel super clever. Yeah, in blue. Um, like, I you're do not this thing. Really, no, you but, don't. <laughs> yeah, but like it, I don't know. Like it it just annoys me, man. Like mm-hmm. that's Commander's so cool. Like it can be can be really fun, um, but it's it's about getting people to play. You know, on the same as you say, on the same kind of level. Yeah. But with the but best will games, in the world. 
Yeah, the, the last games we played of Commander were really fun. We played a few when we did the crossover back in 2019, right? I didn't play Magic. Did you not bring any... Ah, oh, right. No, you, you were all playing Magic, and I said, I'm not playing this because I don't want to have to deal with any infinite combo BS. And okay. I went off and like sat and drank with Claire, I think. Oh, yeah, okay. No, I remember now. Yeah, <laughs> and we just kind of hurled insults at you for being a bunch of nerds. <laughs> at a at a, a weekend where we were playing Pathfinder all weekend. Yep, 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 yep. Pretty cool. much. Cool, cool. <laughs> right, shall we? Shall we wrap up the episode on that on that note? I think I think that's a good place to wrap it up. We've yeah. had a a nice coverage of of a broad range of topics. Discuss Tom's demise. <laughs> discuss, discuss the news. It's all good. So as always, thank you very much for listening, guys. And until next time, take care.